and welcome to Stone's Top Tens, where I will be ranking my top 10 favorites in different categories. My name is Anna Stone, and in season two, we are exploring my favorite sports movies with a variety of my friends. We will be working backwards through the list from 10 to 1 with a few bonus episodes because I suck at making decisions. Now, sometimes you may think that we are missing a movie that is essential to the top 10 list. There are a few reasons that this may be. I may have never seen it. It may appear on a different list, or I just may not agree with you about how good the movie is, which is totally possible. You can always email me with any suggestions or feedback at stonestop10s at gmail.com. Um, this has actually led to the new category of movies that I haven't seen in a certain category, a couple bonus episodes. Um, so you could be a part of that as well. If you'd like to get updates about when episodes are coming out, please subscribe to Stone's Top Tens on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your pods and rate and review, please. You can also follow me on Instagram at Stone's Top Tens to get updates too. So let's welcome today's guest host, Sean Schneider. Hey, Sean, how's it going? Oh, good. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> Happy that it's finally getting cold. Yeah, I'm sad Halloween's over, but. I'm ready for the Grinch. The Grinch is my favorite, so I'm pretty <laughs> I excited. I love the Grinch. <laughs> yeah. That's my really favorite. Excited. I quote that movie more than is um, probably normal. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to watch it, it like seven times in the next month for sure. <laughs> I love that. I love that for you. Uh, oh, I just want to sneak in and let you know that we recorded this um, at the beginning of December. So uh, that is why we were so excited about the Grinch. Back to this episode. All right. So today we are going to be discussing my number five sports movie pick, which is 2017's I, Tanya, starring Margot Robbie, Sebastian Stan, and Allison Janney. This movie follows the true story of the rise of controversial figure skater Tanya Harding and the attack on rival skater Nancy Kerrigan four weeks before the 1994 Olympics. Tanya is a poor redneck, in her own words, from Oregon, who grows up being abused by her mother, Lavona. Is it Lavona or Lavana? I think it's Lavona. Oh, apparently I'm trying to set a record for Opes at the beginning of that episode, but it is Lavana. Back to the episode. And then by her boyfriend and eventual husband, Jeff. She started figure skating at age four and was singled out for her talent, but excluded due to her lack of money and decorum. Even though Tanya is the first American woman to land a triple axle, she is consistently maligned for her attitude and homemade costumes. While preparing for the Olympics, Tanya receives a death threat and, severely, and is severely shaken, giving her husband, Jeff, the idea to do something similar to Nancy Kerrigan to sweeten Tanya's chances of outperforming her. The plan quickly spins out of control due to Jeff's delusional friend, Sean, resulting in the attack on Nancy Kerrigan. So, Sean, what are your initial thoughts on I, Tanya, or why would you consider it one of your top sports movies? Um, You know, I was thinking about it, and there's definitely a lot of big topics that they, which we'll get into with the other questions too, but, you know, some big topics that are definitely more um, talked about now. Um, the acting was all really good. I can't think of anybody who I was like, hmm not right. wasn't a very good actor um and then their hair and makeup was just very like set in the time mm -hmm. it was also very I thought it was shot really well too where it just felt like we were in like the eight late 80s early 90s so I don't know all around it was just 
really well done. I also really like they switched kind of between like the documentary style and then like the normal like storytelling. And they movie. do it so seamlessly, you know, you yeah. don't you don't really catch it. You know, the beginning starts with that heavy documentary, like those yeah. those interviews shot in the exact same way that the actual interviews were shot. Right. Um and then it's just so seamless in and out. I totally agree with you. Or like the characters, you know, acting, doing their normal thing. And then it just, they look at the camera and they're like, that's not how I really felt. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Like that breaking the fourth wall for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I honestly, the acting in this movie is just amazing. I, you, like you said, uh, there's no one that you're like, oh, they kind of suck. Uh, they're just all amazing. Um, I really like the comparison with like the real interviews, the real events, um, and also kind of like the contradictory nature of the whole movie. So, you know, there's the interviews with the different characters and everybody brings their own perspective. And right. by the end of it, you still don't really know what happened. You know, I watched this with Brandon and at the end he was like, I don't think she knew like I think she knew about the letters, but I don't think she knew what was going to happen. And um, I like, that's the whole point, you know, you don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you mentioned, the scenes that break the fourth wall for the character, I, I think that's so good. Um, you know, Tanya shooting at Jeff and she's like, I, this did not happen. Or like Diane's like, this is how she trained. Like she actually did this and she did this and she did this. Like, right. Um, it's just really not like something I watch all the time um it's just very different from what I'm used to and then the soundtrack is just oh yeah oh my god it is really good yeah yeah like holy shit that soundtrack is amazing I made notes about that too yeah (laughs) absolutely so one difference this season is that we are going to look at what theme or themes, if you perchance have a hard time making decisions, uh, that each host takes away from the movie. So Sean, what theme would you say this movie embodies for you? Um, I thought of a couple different ones. Um, classism, you know, where her saying like, I'm redneck, they're out to get me. She's always kind of playing the victim kind of, mm-hmm. you know, to a point and then also like you know just kind of like the me too era mm-hmm. um i know that this movie came up before the me too act but you know just kind of like believing victims mental emotional abuse um women's voices being heard those are all just such important topics that i feel like we're fighting for every day now right. so i mean this movie is only like 5 years old but still i feel like it was still kind of ahead of its time for bigger topics that come up in our real life too absolutely and like I think um you know I was trying to think like what changes would have been made if it had been made earlier because like obviously you can't really say now because it's not that old Um, but I just don't know if this movie would have been made in this way prior to you know 2017 because I just don't think that was um it just pushed the boundaries in a lot of ways. And I don't think that, you know, this kind of like dark comedy take on these really serious issues is something that would have been done um, in this way. So I I think you're absolutely on track. Um, For me, I thought my theme was more along the lines of like, nobody ever knows what truly happens 
in any event or like behind closed doors um there's so many different versions of this story you know they have the one where like she's like people swear I was the one who did it and it like shows her in like the full like horse beating (laughs) with like the blood spatter on her face and like yeah you know there's that perspective there's you know how the abuse kind of like shaped all of her decisions um and then like what he whatever was going on with Sean like that that man was not mentally stable um like did he even know what was going on so like all these different perspectives of what was happening and what did happen and the fact that we still don't you know 100% know right um so I mean I just think that's important to think about like the fact that we never really know what happens the right human mind is a fickle thing and there's always two sides to each story so and then it just goes from there (laughs) right exactly you never know so what scenes did you think were the best throughout the movie um mostly scenes with her mom I feel like Mm -hmm. her mom really helped shape her into who she is shaped her life her mom obviously supported her financially in her early skating days Mm -hmm. um and held that over her head at the same time Mm -hmm. so I mean one of the scenes was when she was talking to her mom at the diner that really stood out to me when she was trying to go out for the Olympics again and she but she want they wanted more of a family Mm -hmm. like a wholesome family family. yeah and so she was trying to talk to her and her mom was just kind of like no I'm not gonna be that person and then um also then again with her mom when she was skating and her mom was working and watching her on tv and she was yelling at her boss like I'm gonna watch her face you know because you could Mm -hmm. tell that the the mom was really in there she loved her even though she treated her horribly showed it in a horrible way but you know you could tell that she just gleamed when she could see how proud Tanya was of herself yeah so and I think the scenes with her mom I think of that one um it's like after one of her performances it's like not a great one and or like it was a good performance but it wasn't you know ranked very high and Mm -hmm. they're in the kitchen and her mom is just like trashing her and then she throws the knife at her sticks in her arm in her arm and like it just felt like this huge turning point it's so beautifully acted like both of them are just like shocked and like oh shit like this just happened and like you know tanya walks over she pulls it out of her arm and then just like kind of slams it on the table with her blood on it next to her mom like no big deal (laughs) yeah and like i i yeah that scene was insane um i'm a sucker for uh the um like all the performance scenes Mm -hmm. because like I grew up like in the 90s and I loved figure skating like I don't Mm -hmm. know if it was just like big to me like Michelle Kwan yes and I had a poster um, of her in my bedroom (laughs) was it like Tara Lipinski is that like oh yeah yeah Um, baby yes like yes, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't just me I was no. like as I was preparing for this I was like was it just me like with this figure skating obsession in the 90s yeah. or was it actually something big um, <laughs> thank you for so validating sad. me you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> because I um you know we my parents we didn't have cable growing up so like uh during the like winter olympics or even like during just like winter competitions um 
that was one thing that we did get on TV. And I loved figure skating. Um, My parents had a wood floor in like from our kitchen to our dining room in the hallway and I would like wear my socks and yeah. pretend that I was skating <laughs> and then when I was old enough I would like go skate at the there was like an outdoor rink in the winter um the cold Wisconsin winters like right a block from my house um so I loved figure skating I was like not I never did lessons or no. anything yeah. but I watching all those like competitions really brought me back and um especially like all the special effects like I don't know how much obviously like Margot Robbie doesn't do a triple axel but like it's quite seamless the only kind of CGI issue I saw was with her like really young self she's Uh doing like that tight spin and her face looks way off but oh um, I didn't notice that it was that was the only time I noticed um but I like the 1991 winter competition in Minneapolis that's the one with the heckler that her mom Mm is off yeah um, <laughs> yeah and that's the one where she lands the triple axle and her face is just like yeah it, it's so good mm-hmm. um, and it goes from this leslie gore song to feels like the first time by forger which is just fantastic um and she says like i was loved and that's really what she's searching for the whole time right. just um, wanting to be yeah, loved and appreciated and gawked over. Like, that's all she's looking for in her yeah. life. You know, so. she's not, mm-hmm. you know, loved in a conventional way by her mom. And, you know, Jeff is abusive as well. And she just wants this adoration. Um, and she's mm-hmm. getting it. And then there's, like, that symbolic piece at the end where Jeff is, like, trying to get through the crowd to her. And he can't reach her. And then, like, it gets really bad between them after that. Um. I also had like when Tanya decides to divorce Jeff not because it's like a scene I enjoyed watching kind of like you with her mom like uh-huh. they're not enjoyable scenes to watch but they're just so mesmerizing right and their brilliance um there's like the song how can you mend a broken heart by Al Green in the background and as they're moving away from Jeff's house the camera's like going backwards like out through the house and out under the driveway and then out into the street and it kind of reminds me of like ice skating where you're skating backwards away it just was Mm -hmm. like that's what it made me think of um and then like he shows up at her house or at her apartment with her bag um or that you know that's his excuse and it's just uh it's so disturbingly acted like sebastian stan does a really good job with it which is like um Mm -hmm. uncomfortable but you know Mm -hmm. he's threatening her he's threatening himself Mm -hmm. he shoots at her outside it Mm -hmm. ricochets off the car and hits her face and then um he gets her in the car and the cops pull them over and this was Mm -hmm. just like kind of like you mentioned those topics that have become more prevalent of like they get pulled over by the police and there's so much evidence there's the guns the alcohol the blood but they don't do anything um and I just like I felt that like as a woman where you're just like, am I going to be believed? Is this going to happen? Am I safe? Um, and I just thought that scene was, like I said, brilliantly acted. It's hard to watch. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say from what I got from that scene too is that when the cops were in the window and she looks at them, like her face really stuck out to me. The expression she had because you could tell like she's smiling and like trying to pretend like everything's okay. But her face, the rest of her face just screamed, like, help me. And mm-hmm. the cops were just like, 
looked right through that, you know? Yes. <laughs> or chose or, not to see it, whatever. Or even, like, Sebastian Stan's face, where he's, like, goes from yelling to her to, like, just turning on the charm for the police officers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it just gave me the creeps. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one I had was the 94 Nationals in Detroit. Um, <laughs> starting with, like, they're trying to figure out where Nancy Kerrigan trains. Um mm-hmm. And there's the Nancy Kerrigan trains at Tunican Arena. And yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's beautiful. Um, but then, you know, there's a whole sequence of events with the, like, I don't know if you'd call him a hitman. He doesn't kill her. But, like, uh, you know, they're, Gloria's playing, which is a phenomenal song. Um, and, you know, he goes in. He hits her in the knee. He's somehow, like, locked in. With a chain on. the Yeah. 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 So he just like headbutts the door. Yeah, the glass I wrote door. that down too. Like, why? Why did he do that? He was holding a baton. <laughs> I, I don't know. It was so like, weird. Why? He just reminded me of like, um, like a bird when it gets stuck in like in a room or something, and it's just like flying around. Panics. That's yeah, yeah. That's what he reminded me of. <laughs> then he tackles that random dude outside. He's like, yeah. I was like, these people are not okay. Um. <laughs> And then Tanya's mom sees it on the TV and mm. she just says, like, effing mustache. Like, yeah. she knows it was him. <laughs> like, I, um, which, like, again, this horrible thing has happened and you can't help but laugh. Like, right. the absolute ridiculousness. And then, like, Sean gets so excited. You know, he's, like, watching it on the news. He's so jacked. He's like, I'm her bodyguard. Like, now everybody's yep. going to want bodyguards. And um finding out that he was the one who called the death threat on tanya i was just like that whole scene is just amazing yeah i was gonna say just reaction to that too where he's like pissed but you're like trying to like refrain himself you know and you can just see the energy in him and he's like just not okay but well i wonder if he knows like how messed up sean has to be because like gotta he does not like i don't know how you would control yourself unless you were truly scared of the other person um because that was really bad <laughs> it's your wife and you're letters. supposed to love them you know <laughs> yeah 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 to um, know that he yeah, has like a, the death threat yeah uh and then really i just want to throw in any scene with sean because he was just brilliant um brilliantly acted yeah uh, I looked up what he looked like in real life too, and they nailed it. <laughs> he is like the same person. <laughs> they like all of them were so good, but he yeah. is like particularly Dead on. the whiskey yes. mustache. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Dead the mustaches, on. the yeah, that facial hair was not my favorite thing I've ever seen. <laughs> um, next, we're gonna look at the cast. So we already mentioned the big ones. Uh, Margot Robbie plays Tanya Harding, Sebastian Stan as Jeff Galuli, and Allison Janney as Lavona Harding. Oh, it's Lavana. My bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also want to mention Julianne Nicholson plays Diane Rawlinson, her coach, um, and then Paul Walter Hauser as Sean. Uh, what a great segue into this because I'm going to talk about him a lot. Uh, so what would you say are the highlights of the cast or what changes you would make to it? I, I don't know. I really struggled with coming up with my negatives <laughs> about it. <Same>. Like, <laughs> I don't know. And I don't know how I would change it. Um, you know, Margot Robbie was amazing. She looked, she did so good. She's so believable. But like her mom, Allison Janney, like she 
I don't know. I think she was probably like my favorite character. I thought, especially when she's doing like her interviews and that bird sitting on her shoulder, <laughs> like picking at her ears, wearing <laughs> the oxygen. Like, I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. And she is just, you just love, love to hate her. Like, she's just kind of a nasty woman. But oh, yeah. I don't know. But we all know somebody like her, I feel. Mm-hmm. So I really, I did enjoy her a lot. But yeah that sh- the Sean character did a super good job. Um and who was the guy that it was Derek? That was his character. I don't know I don't know what actor that was that played Derek. Oh, the actor that played Derek was Anthony Reynolds. But I thought he did a really great job too at like when he was in the you know in the arena and he's trying to find Kerrigan and you know like he's just like don't let him see my eyes you know like you could just see like the pant the panic was just so palpable and you know you could just tell that he really wasn't he like you said like they're just mentally not all right he wasn't like... all there <laughs> yeah. um, his like yeah. facial and body acting in that whole sequence you're right mm-hmm. like I didn't even think to write that down but like it, he was captivating in that mm-hmm. um you know, he's so twitchy and like kind mm-hmm. of alternates between being confident and being like super nervous. Yeah. Um, and yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. He did a good um, job. I think they are brilliantly acted. I don't know how I would pick anybody else. Um, right. They somehow all steal each scene without taking away from each other, which I I don't know that I can think of a whole lot of movies where that's the case um, where it's not like you can't really level them out of like who's the best um, Margot Robbie she does this thing where she like holds her mouth especially when she's playing like the younger version of Tanya um, that like it really shows like her nervousness like when she's talking to Jeff and um, she just like kind of holds her jaw really tight um, and she does the accent it always I always forget that she's I think she's Australian oh, um, I think you're right I forget that too yeah. and her uh, her accent is really good and her facial expressions mm-hmm. are just fantastic um, Sebastian Stan is like slimy and formidable like for you know he's not in this he's not like a he doesn't have his like winter soldier body he's not you know, physically imposing. He's kind of a slender guy in this movie, but he is um, commanding in his own way. Um, Allison Janney is just chilling as her mom. So good. <laughs> She's so, like, creepy, kind yeah. of. <laughs> um, in that scene where she, like, throws the knife at... Um, at tanya when she's walking away she's like give me a kiss is that the one where she says that and she like maybe like, i don't remember that though it's like one of those scenes where they're fighting and she's being horrible yeah. and she's like you know tanya's on her way out the door and she's like give me a kiss and you know tanya comes back and then when she goes to give her a kiss she like moves her head a little bit out of the way oh yeah and i was like oh yeah that is oh that is cold like yeah just really brutal um mm-hmm. And then Paul Walter Hauser, he's just perfection. Um, Like, they show that interview at the end, and I was like, he is just exactly that dude. Um, 100%. And the lady that plays his mom. Like, she's just, like, (laughs) babying him and, like, there's some cookies. Like, I don't know. How did his parents not know? Like, 
I don't know. <laughs> I, I love his mom when Jeff's trying to get back with Tanya and he keeps calling her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One more time. Dial that number. <laughs> she, okay. She dials it again on the rotary. I just like, Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like, just... can you imagine? Like being in your friend's parents' basement, and you're like, I keep getting hung up on. Just <laughs> dial it again. Oh, that was so funny. I love that. I forgot. About, I forgot about her. She's a champ. Yeah. <laughs> She's something. Now let's head into the best and worst categories. So I'm gonna start with the best part. Um, I was really torn in trying to figure this out because I. Had a hard time choosing between the acting and the soundtrack, Um, but being who I am as a person, I chose the soundtrack. So uh, every song works so perfectly. Um, It's really emblematic of the times, kind of like this mix of like 70s, 80s, 90s. And there's just so many good songs. There was, you know, Brandon made a comment while we were watching of like, this soundtrack is so good. And we were trying to figure out like how much it must have cost to get all these songs. Um, That's but true. it's just, it's so good. Um, and I'll obviously get into it more later, but I have to say the soundtrack. Uh, so what was the best part for you? The makeup. I thought they made the people look so much like the people they were playing. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it was just in, like I said before, like it brought you back to the time, like the makeup and the hair hmm like tanya's hair was so perfect with like the kinky ponytail and those big bangs oh like, the big bangs yeah i was like that was my favorite part that's a good one i feel like i always forget about that that's a good one um the worst part for me i have i had a hard time watching the abuse um i think that's mm-hmm. the point uh and like it's important to understanding like tanya as a person and as a character um and i don't think it was overly graphic really like um especially in you know today's terms of like what you see on television and film um but there were some parts where i like audibly gasped um whether it was like a slap or when she gets her hand like Uh slammed in the door um and but there's also a way that it's just so casual um especially from her mom you know she kind of fights back when it comes to jeff um but her mom it's just like they're sitting there and all of a sudden a hand will come up and a slap her in the face and like um i understand why it's in there and i understand that it's important for the character but i have a tender soul and it was hard for me to watch so um i had to say that would be was the worst part for me yeah um and like that part with Jeff too in the beginning where she was, he was like trying to kiss her and she was like, when was the last time you showered? You know, and then just kind of go on at him and then he just decks her like, what? Yes. I think that was one of those times I gasped. Yeah. Cause it's, you don't see it coming. And I don't think he really had any inkling of abusing her before that moment in the movie. So like you weren't really ready for it. Mm-hmm. That was very shocking. I agree. Um, yeah, I think that I would agree on that, the abuse, but also then, you know, her not really being able to be believed by the cops, like that kind of 
was awful. I feel like now mm -hmm. I would really hope that they would see those signs and be like, blink twice if you need help. <laughs> you know? Right, or like, like whatever that universal <laughs> symbol is where like you tuck your thumb oh, and yeah. Yeah. your other fingers over, like something like that. Right. You would hope. Uh, yeah, you, yeah. Um, yeah, and then also then too, like I don't know how it is at all in competing or the show world but the fact that she had points docked because her costume you know she had to make her own costume she couldn't afford the expensive one and i don't know if it's still like that maybe but you know like she could still skate just as good as everyone else and those costumes are better good. i can't so <laughs> i thought so. that pink costume was super cute yeah like right uh, but so it's like well, that's just not fair like, like <laughs> i don't know i didn't like that but i agree with you i, that, I try to be like, fair it's like you know the judge at that one point when she like corners him in the parking mm -hmm. garage and he's mm -hmm. like it's also about decorum like you don't fit what right. we're looking for and like right. how shitty like because she has the skills and she puts the work in and it's like you're still not good enough because yeah. of your family or because of your money status like it sucks or you know she drops the f-bomb a lot um yeah. <laughs> so like i mean i understand i yeah. i get it um but i totally agree with you that is that was hard um and too you know like blue nail polish using music yeah. that um you know modern music and i was like god that sucks like she's just and if that isn't emblematic of being an American, you know, they talked about they wanted like that wholesome American family. Well, that's not every part of America. <laughs> right. Yes. Also, that blue nail polish <laughs> bothered me because in the, when the trainer was like, you need to take off your blue nail polish. I looked at her hands and she wasn't wearing any nail polish <laughs> in that scene. <laughs> and then in the next scene, they jumped to her taking it off. And I was like, but she wasn't wearing any. She had to put it on to take it off. <laughs> yeah. I got to paint um, my nails. I can take it off. Yeah. Oh, my uh, gosh. Yeah. Um, I, I'm totally there with you on that. Um, next is best actor. Um, I had Margot Robbie as Tanya Harding or Paul Walter Hauser as Sean. Um, I've really talked about Margot, yeah. but like there is... Um, the scene I didn't talk about, which is when she is putting her makeup on before the competition where mm -hmm. her laces break. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just like her face where she's like going between trying not to cry and then like forcing herself to smile. And it was just like stunning. Mm -hmm. Absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then I just a little bit of lipstick on her teeth. And mm -hmm. I'm like, it's relatable <laughs> oh i always get lipstick on my teeth and i love wearing Real. lipstick it's always on my teeth yeah uh, i have not um reached that point in womanhood where i can somehow avoid that i don't know how you do <laughs> i don't either. Me, either me neither i feel like i'm not sophisticated enough to keep lipstick off my teeth <laughs> um but then i also said paul walter hauser because like his imdb i looked him up hmm. is nowhere near Margot Robbie's or Sebastian Stan or Allison freaking Janney like and he's phenomenal in yeah. this movie like he holds his own with yeah. those you know I would say all three of those are A-list actors and he does an amazing job um so I definitely wanted to put him in there what yeah would, who do you say is the best actor I just liked her mom Allison Janney a lot <laughs> She won a lot of awards for this. 
for that movie, did she? Mm-hmm. She's good. I mean, I think she should have. She did a great job. They did a good job of putting her together, her hair, her makeup, her outfits. Mm-hmm. The oxygen at the end was a good touch. You know, it just made her seem like she's just that, like, smoking, waitressing, you know, like, woman for, like, 60 years. And then, yeah, the bird, the bird just... Those Good thin touch. little cigarettes that she had, yeah. or like little cigarillos or whatever those were. It was like Corella Deville long, yes. <laughs> like whatever those were called. Absolutely. Oh yeah, um, yeah. She is. She's absolutely Just extra. Amazing. Yeah, the big fur coat at the end when she like wouldn't, um, or like couldn't afford to get right. Tanya one when she was younger. I love that they make the fur coat out of the rabbit. Yeah. Coats. um and i love that she like shortens it as she gets older so that she still has it and she's like i've still got the fur coat um i loved that that was amazing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um this is my least favorite category um worst actor i have no one you know if i had okay i was trying to pick someone but i was really struggling and i picked her trainer Hmm. because but then i was thinking about it and i was like honestly it's probably the actress is probably doing a great job this is probably how that person was in real life mm-hmm. but i just felt like then as a character there's just no there's not much depth like she was just kind of like monotone and like no mm-hmm. facial expressions and i'm sure the actress was nailing it but as a character it was just kind of like a meh you know like i thought much. she was doing that because she was like trying to hold it together with like lavona hope still lavana who was such mm-hmm. a mess and like just trying, trying to not to like bait her or like rise <laughs> up um which i'm sure she wanted to yeah uh, but yeah i guess like if i had to pick someone it would probably be her but i had such a hard time yeah but i went i'm really bad i'm really bad i don't know yeah. why it's here it's just here so i can keep best actor but <laughs> i'm really bad the at worst it. is so hard though like i really was struggling i don't i don't know i also don't like overly critiquing people it makes me uncomfortable so um maybe that's part of it too. yeah but I also I like art so I feel like when I'm critiquing someone else's art and it's like just because I don't look at it that way same as you doesn't make it bad you know like, that's a good point not how I would have done it <laughs> that's a good point I'm gonna have to know. start thinking of it that way um I try, I try. <laughs> okay I'll try it next time um <laughs> not always easy (laughs) next is best costume um i had two i i added extras here because um i had to pick a skating costume and then a regular outfit costume um the skating costume i love the maroon like maroonish magenta with the silver and gold accents Mm. um i don't like her hair as much like i like the like curly kinky ponytail with the bangs i think that looks really good but then this one she does like the french braid with her bangs back and i don't like that as much but the costume itself i really i think it's just beautiful that's like one of my favorite colors um and then for her regular outfit i picked the one she wore when she was leaving jeff um she's got like those 80s 90s high-waisted like light wash kind of jeans um a light pink shirt and then there's the brown jacket that i know there's a name for it i just don't know what it is it's got like the it's not fur but it's like fluffy Mm. white on the collar oh 
I am definitely going to break my record for OPS on this episode, but this type of coat is called a shearling coat. I looked it up. So where it has the fluffy white on the collar and then it's kind of like a camely brown, it is called a shearling coat. Back to the episode. Um, yep. And it's like got a thick, wide collar. Um, I'm, I'm like motioning to you in this audio receptacle. My bad. Um, <laughs> to everyone else, I hope it like makes sense. But um, it's like, it's just... It's like the jacket is kind of cut shorter and it just hits on her very well. She, I really yeah. liked that. Um, I just kind of said in general, I loved her homemade costumes mm-hmm. because I loved that they still looked great, but there was just like slight details where like she didn't make that, you know, but it's like mm-hmm. at the same time, like it looked awesome, but whatever costume designer or wardrobe that the movie had, did a really good job at just picking out like fine details where it's like she doesn't look horrible she doesn't look like she's like just rolled in off the street but at the same time it doesn't look as polished mm-hmm. as and whatever that is just missing some certain detail that some the other competitors had so that, that was really good yeah i like that too um that pink one like i said i thought it was beautiful yeah <laughs> it's like how'd they know um yeah but they knew Uh, (laughs) worst costume I have she wears this like lime green and black checkered skating outfit when she's practicing and they're talking about um so it's just gross it's got like puffy sleeves and that is just like not my color scheme I was not feeling it um and I also want to put a shout out to Lavona's haircut which is rough (laughs) that is a rough look it is Um, and she has it forever even when it's gray it's yeah. still the same cut <laughs> so like i'm gonna throw that in there because that is a tough look for lavona oh for the love of pete it's lavana yeah i couldn't come up with the worst costume i because i was thinking about everybody and like sean's outfits were great where he's wearing like a turtleneck you know <laughs> it just kind of <laughs> remind me of like 90s the rock but like not in his greatest <laughs> shape <laughs> um but yeah yeah i couldn't come i couldn't narrow one down i also want to shout out as like a good costume uh what she wears when she goes to talk to jeff at his house which like i'm really hoping that was his parents house i didn't look up their age differences when they met but she was like 15 and that makes me uncomfortable um but she's wearing like these uh maroon fuchsia pants and a blue striped shirt and then that rabbit fur coat and I was like beautiful I love it like I know (laughs) it's not meant to be beautiful but I thought it was beautiful I just loved it um then we have thoughts on the soundtrack um it's a it's amazing there isn't a bad song Mm -mm. I don't I don't know how they afforded it um and like I'm just gonna shout out some of my favorite songs on there uh gloria by laura brannigan is amazing goodbye stranger by super tramp the chain by fleetwood mac barracuda by heart and dream a little dream of me by doris day like they're just so good they're just so good and they were perfect everywhere they were placed um yeah yeah i felt like it embodied the era Mm -hmm. and then it was always it was songs that i knew like all of them which i can't say about every soundtrack but it Mm -hmm. also like they placed them in the right time too. They were just like boosted energy, kept you engaged, made you feel what you're supposed to feel, whether that be anger or suspension. You know, like you know, like you just didn't know. Mm-hmm. I I agree with you. They were um 
their placement is really good um even Mm. like you know using gloria when the two guys are going to do the hit or whatever (laughs) and they're both singing to it and i was like that's great and then when it goes to like the cops busting in on Derek, he's singing that song again and i was like i love this for him um Mm -hmm. big fan Um, yeah Okay, uh, next we're going to look at what changes we would personally make to the movie. Normally we would look at like what changes would be made if it were made now, but um, I'm going to shift a little bit to like who I think they would have cast if it had been made earlier. So like oh, 2000s tricky. or 90s. Um, All right. One thing that I found with like a lot of these sports movies is, is that the ones that are based on like historical events, you can't really change like you can't say you want more diversity or like more representation because it's just what the story was um so I don't know that there's anything that I would change um I I as someone like I have a history degree I would like to have like immediate access to all of those interviews and like the actual historical what went down Mm -hmm. um just because that's just who I am and like I obviously could have watched them online but I would like to have like a side-by-side of them um and as for like 90s or 2000s casting um for Tanya I thought like Reese Witherspoon I'm Mm -hmm. thinking like that's a good one she but she might be like a little bit too put together um Julia Roberts comes to mind she was in like everything but I could see her playing that like rough rugged Kind of like Aaron Brockovich or Pretty Woman. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Um, I also had or Alicia. Sleeping with the Enemy. I haven't seen that one. Oh, that's a good one. Do I need it? Do I need to add it to the list? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's past the rom coms, though. <laughs> Maybe I do like a little sneak thing. Yeah. Um, I also had like Alicia Silverstone, but again, she's oh, kind of yeah. a little too preppy. But then I thought more like 2000s, maybe Jennifer Lawrence. I feel like she could. I'm kind of like in Silver Linings Playbook, like kind of yeah. pull off that like rough side. Um, for Jeff, I thought like Hayden Christensen, um, who plays Anakin. And- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got you. Kevin or... would be so upset with me if I didn't know that. Okay, good. I was like, oh my god, do I need to like reconsider our friendship? Um, I'm so glad you knew that was okay. I got you. Um, or I thought Josh Hartnett. Um, there is a movie that I don't know if it was overly popular. It's called O, and it's like based on Othello, and um, he is like, he was like the Iago part of Othello, so he's kind of like this bad guy, and he's really good at it. Um, so I thought maybe he would fall in there. Uh, for Sean, I thought, <laughs> I feel like Seth Rogen could do a good job with it. Sure. I feel like they would have picked like casting with the laugh. People. <laughs> <laughs> casting people this time would have picked Jonah Hill, but yeah. I feel like he would have not done it right. Yeah. Um, I could see those though. And then finally for Lavona, I had Francis McDormand, um, or Meryl Streep, go big or go home. Throw in Meryl. Yeah. Or like Glenn Close. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I could see that. She's so good as Cruella DeVille. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> Who is the guy that played Freddie Mercury? Because he would play a really good Jeff, too, I think. Oh. But he kind of looks like him with the. Mu- yeah. Mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. see that. The mustache. Oh, yeah. The mustache. Oh, 
Yeah. He has the look. He has the look, really. <laughs> yeah. And we know he can do like a really good biopic because he was fantastic mm-hmm. as Freddie. So Mercury. good. So good. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I like it. So did you have any changes that you would make? I don't think so. I felt like it was hard, you know, to say like what changes would I make if it was made now because it pretty much was. Mm-hmm. It's not that old. Um and like you said before, too, it's hard when it is, you know, based on a true story. Like, it is what it is. It's not like right. it's like a fictional masterpiece at all. But, yeah. I like the alternate casting. It's fun. Well, thanks. <laughs> yeah. um, so, Sean, do you have any final thoughts for us on Itania? No. I think I said it all. It was really good. Like I said, I told you before we started, it's been a couple of years since I watched it. So it was totally refreshing in my brain. And it, I, you know, definitely worth watching again. It was really good. I would have to say like, this isn't a movie that I watch. Like most of these sports movies on this list are movies that I've watched like hundreds of times as a child, because I mm-hmm. had, you know, I have a little bit of an obsession when it comes to movies and stuff. Um, it's just a little bit. And this obviously like didn't come out until 2017. So I don't mm-hmm. have that relationship with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really good. Like rewatching it, I was captivated all over again. Like it is just a very, um, very good, very mm-hmm. good movie. Mm-hmm. Well done. Yes. Well, folks, that's all that we have for this episode of Stone's Top Tens. Thank you, Sean, for co-hosting with me. And thank you all for listening. I hope that you enjoyed it and you will join us next week. The artwork for the pod was created by Avery Summers. Uh, Please feel free to send me an email at stonestoptens at gmail.com if you have any feedback. Um, If you'd like to get notifications about Stone's Top Tens, please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your pods, and please don't forget to rate and review it. You can also follow me on Instagram at Stone's Top Tens. I'll see you next week for Episode 7, The Replacements.